0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It was one of the absolute wildest wins ever. The result is IU almost certainly dancing, uh, I would think, but uh, a comeback victory over Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. There is so much to talk about uh, recapping that game looking toward the Illinois game, toward the NCAA tournament. We're going to cover it all in today's episode. You are locked on Hoosiers, your daily
1: podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up, guys? It is is friday march 11th and the indiana hoosiers are still playing basketball and probably after uh thursday's comeback win this obviously is locked on hoosiers you guys know the deal you're one and only daily source for iu athletics uh, news analysis previews and recaps as we'll do today i'm your host as always jacob rude Joining me seemingly, as always, after these big wins is Jared Gasol. Jared bud, how are you handling – I didn't get anything done today after that win. How have you handled the rest of the day? Um, Well, it's interesting because my morning, uh, being on the West Coast, this game tipped
1: at 8.30 in the morning, so it set a really weird tone for the day. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be honest, and I'll just be up front here. I turned the game off at halftime. I was like, I should just get – get going with my work i know how this ends um you texted me that they were making a little bit of a run i said we know how this ends all of a sudden it's a six point game and i'm like all right i can't watch i gotta i gotta keep it off keep the momentum shifting you know 12th man uh all that jazz um and since since the end of the game uh It's hard to quantify what I've been feeling because I was so mad. I was so mad. And it's not like I really came into this game. All we talk talk about is how disappointing IU has been in conference tournaments. Um, So it's not like I even had an expectation to win the game. But it was more that they just did not show up to start out the game. And then all of a sudden they show up in the second
0: half. So to answer your question, I didn't get much done this afternoon either. I've watched that second half multiple times. We're going to recap the whole game here in just a minute. First, want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Uh, Premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. every morning. As always, you guys can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts at. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We do halftime spaces. Uh, We did one for the Michigan game. We'll do one for the Illinois game as well. Uh, We have to. The Hoosiers won uh, on Thursday, so we have to do it again on Friday. Keep the trend going. Um, We'll be doing that, so be sure you guys follow us. I'm not even sure really where to start when looking back at this game. Uh, Ultimately, final score of 74-69 in favor of the Hoosiers. Can't even remotely tell the whole story. This is tied for the largest comeback in IU postseason history. Uh, with 12:52 left in this game, Indiana trailed 60 to 43. Proceeded to close the game on a 31 to nine run. There were small, smaller runs mixed in throughout all that. There was a 28 to four run at one point. Um, at its like peak, I guess. Ken Palm had Michigan with a 97.3% win probability of this game, which it was right around the 60 to 43 mark. Um, Just staggering that Indiana did this. You know what happened? And I tweeted this afterwards. Finally, IU learned how to win.
1: Yeah. uh, It's something that has come uh, here and there throughout the season uh you know the game that comes to mind is the ohio state game uh in assembly hall where they just closed the door on that team uh obviously a totally different scenario you know being up and being able to close the door as opposed to you know coming back and closing the door but um you know we've seen it here and there throughout the season certainly not at all in the last month of basketball um so it it was really pretty amazing not just that they showed that they know how to win But they showed that after a horrific month when you just kind of assumed everything had gone away, the flow of the offense was gone. They weren't really playing great defense um, for for the most part against teams, you know, that they needed to play well against. Um, So it's... It's great to see. We'd even mentioned at the beginning of the season um, that Mike Woodson, it was going to take some time for him to sort of coach into these guys how to win, how to play winning basketball, how to close games. Um, But if you're ever going to find a time to bring it all together, it's right now at the beginning of March.
0: There are so many stats you can take from the second half that are, they don't even feel real. Michigan made 2 of its final 17 field goal attempts. They had more turnovers, 10, than field goals, 8. Um, they had more fouls than field goals as well. I <laughs> I don't think there are IU doesn't have many kind of like historic memorable comebacks at least in recent history. Uh so this one is probably top of the list anyway, but I just can't ever remember a team that went from such one extreme to the other. Uh, Eventually, they realized the or found the sense of urgency, found that desperation they needed to play with. Uh, It didn't exist in the first half. It led to one of us turning off the game. Uh, It did exist in the second half, but only after they played almost half of that as well. The final 27 minutes or first 27 minutes were abysmal frustrating everything you want to imagine the final 13 minutes may probably the best 13 minute stretch IU has played all season because this is a this is a tournament bound pop probably Michigan team I don't know after today but uh, a tournament worthy team in Michigan um, I thought Trace made a very apt comparison Uh, something I hadn't even thought of. This was a lot like Indiana's game at Wisconsin earlier this year, just with the shoe on the other foot. Uh, It was the Hoosiers who came storming back, and Michigan looked rattled. They looked exactly how IU looked in so many of those games, Uh, the Iowa game, the Wisconsin game. They looked lost. They looked rattled. They were rushing things. They were turning the ball over um in indiana capitalized time and time again i there were so many moments in that second half where i thought i just kept assuming at some point the run would stop and um i you would come back down to earth there was uh when trace trace had a missed dunk that was a, a great move misses the dunk uh but effort covers up so many things and covers up mistakes and Trey Galloway will talk about Xavier Johnson race down court, force a turnover, and then Trace has a wide open dunk. Uh, later on, uh, Xavier Johnson misses a dunk, and Trace crashes the glass hard, gets the putback. There were so many moments like that in the second half where I you didn't play perfect, but when you have that level of effort, that urgency, that desperation, it covers up for a lot of things, and the result is a win that ranks where in the post Tom Crean era
1: Two, it's number two for me I, I know that Mike Woodson had actually in his postgame presser I believe he alluded to it as their big as Indiana's biggest win but um, look anytime you go five six years without beating Purdue um, and you get them in assembly hall and you get the win especially on a last second bucket um, it's I texted you this, and I'm not sure how true it is, but I sort of feel that it's almost worse to not beat Purdue in five years than it is to not make the tournament in six years at Indiana, because at least you could always hold the Big Brother thing. And when you don't have the Big Brother, even even you know, even if you don't win, you still have the Big Brother thing. And we just did not have that for a while. So, and keep in mind also, of course, the big factor is without that Purdue win. This Michigan win is not nearly as significant. Without that Purdue win, we probably have to beat, almost definitely have to beat Illinois um, tomorrow to to make the tournament. So for me, it's number two. It's the best Big Ten tournament win I can I can think of in Indiana's uh, in recent history for sure. Full stop. Even,
0: it's their best one ever.
1: I was gonna say even including the Korean era. So I'm I'm comfortable saying that it's the best. Big Ten tournament win. Not that not that we're not that we have a huge laundry list of, of Big Ten tournament wins to begin with, but I I I'd say that and just a little bit behind the Purdue game, just because of how significant that is, both with the in-state rivalry and obviously where it leaves us at the end of the season, because selection Sunday, all you gotta talk about is beating Purdue, beating Purdue, beating Purdue. Because that's of the bubble teams, that's probably one of, if not the biggest win of the season for anybody.
0: Yeah, Uh, the good thing for Indiana is they don't have to choose between having, um, well, presumably having not beaten Purdue in five years and not making the tournament in six years. Because it seems after that one that they probably will have done both this season. We have a lot of specific players to talk about, Trace and Xavier being key among them. We're going to dive into all of that. Uh, first, though, this is a time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating them. If you guys haven't already, be sure to try the Puffs. Uh, they are one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Uh, Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. Uh, And just like Built Bars, they are um, high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. Uh, They are good for you. They're better for you than whatever your favorite candy bar is. Um, so head on over to Built Bar, or excuse me built.com today. Uh, be sure to try out some of those puffs. Try to find some uh, limited time flavors for the bars as well. Once you guys settle on everything that you want, use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked on Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on the Locked on Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. Uh, There are a couple ways we could start if we're talking about uh, individual players, but I think... Uh, Trace needs to be at the top of this. Um, he did not sit in the second half. Uh, or, uh, Excuse me. Mike Woodson would not detail exactly what he said, but between his walk-off interview on the court and his press conference, uh, it sure seems that he lit into Trace Jackson Davis at halftime, and he responded with one of his best halves of the season. 19 points, 8 of 11 shooting, 4 rebounds, um, was swatting everything at the rim, finished with four blocks in the second half alone. Um, This was a legacy game for Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, When you're going to look back on memorable Trace Jackson Davis moments and games, it's going to be today because he was the central figure of that comeback uh, with all the scoring he was doing. How much does this just kind of add to the lore and legacy of Trace?
1: It adds a lot. Uh, it, it adds a lot. You know, in that first half, you kind of saw him almost fall back into Archie Ball a little bit. You know, he he looked he looked tentative. He didn't look like himself. He didn't look like he really wanted to score. Um, clearly, whatever, uh, clearly whatever Coach Woodson said worked.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly
1: clearly and I want I want to give a shout out to Mike Woodson because his one of the things that we've been a little bit critical all year of are his substitutions especially when guys are in foul trouble um he really stuck to his best players here uh it's kind of like you know Kind of like in the NBA, when you go to the NBA playoffs, you shorten your rotation, you have less substitutions, um, you really just stick with your guys. It was really good to see him do that in a high pressure game. But uh, back to Trace, I mean, this is obvious. This is a huge legacy game for him. It's the one thing that he just has not had on his resume here at Indiana as a tournament berth, uh, it is showing up like this in a huge game. Um, especially at this time of year. Not that he's really been in the position to play in a big game at this time of year uh, too often, but he, he's just, he's awesome. He deserves he deserves this as much as anybody else. Um, you know, he was second, like, yep. Nine toes out of Bloomington at the beginning of the season, Woodson convinces him to stay. Um, and, he needed a game like this to sort of cement his Indiana legacy a little bit. And I'm just really, really happy for him that he was able to do that and come out in the second half and be aggressive and just realize that look, the first half of the year, he was I would have had him on like a three-man wooden award shortlist. Yeah. Um, and he sort of he sort of faded away as the year went on. Obviously, Indiana's struggles outside of him um um all played a role in that for sure but he came in second half dominated did not sit the last
0: did he not sit the whole half or just the last no he did not sit the full 20 minutes of the second half i don't know when he went to the bench in the first half but he played somewhere around the last 25 minutes of the game
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just an, that's an, that takes a lot A really incredible mentality to be able to do and pull off and he credit to him. He did it. He is the best basketball player on the team. Not even close, not there's not even a close second as much as I love some of the players on this team. There's not a close second. So, you know, you could talk about uh, role players and X factors all you want, but at the end of the day, this is March, you need your best players to show up and he most certainly did. And, we're obviously not in the tournament, theoretically, with, uh, with without him playing like
0: this. He checked back into the game at the 7.04 mark of the first half. He plays the final 27 minutes and four seconds of this one. Um, remarkable. Remarkable game from him. Um, I say Trace is a central figure. Honestly, there were multiple central figures, if I'm being honest. Um, cause Xavier Johnson deserves as much credit for this comeback as well. This was kind of a really, I want to say cool, I guess, full circle moment for him because last time the Hoosiers were in Cambridge, uh, they were playing Notre Dame and he got booed by the fans. And We've discussed what (laughs) – I've discussed what I think about booing your own team. Mike Woodson discussed uh, what he thought about the fans booing him. But you flip it around to today, and he – Indiana doesn't make this comeback without him. And he was dominant. Um, He's been this way for – uh whew, a month month and a half now um he finishes the second half alone 9.7 assists six rebounds the only thing that slowed him down on the day was foul trouble in the first half still has 17 points eight rebounds seven assists playing as good as probably honestly playing as the best point guard in the big 10 right now um for as much as trace as kind of faded a little bit xavier johnson has stepped up in every way for the hoosiers and was absolutely enormous again in this one
1: yeah he's been instrumental to pretty much everything indiana's done positive a little bit positively and negatively sure because when he has bad games um iu goes as he goes um but he's been he's been very very good for this Indiana team, and today he really showed out. He played with a purpose. Um, again, obviously the foul trouble was uh, was an issue, but again that goes back to Mike Woodson. Uh, I, I think he picked up a pretty I think Xavier picked up a pretty dumb third foul early in the second half, if I remember. Um, yep. But. Would he put him back out there? He stuck to his guns. He played smart. He played strong. He played disciplined basketball. Um, and he's he's just a great story, an easy kid to root for. Um, and, again, we talk all the time about how stability at this point guard position changes everything for Indiana. I mean, everything. And that's all you had to see was just see Xavier go off the court. They can't score. They can't get anything going. They're down 17 and to see when he's in aggressive controlled aggression when he plays with that controlled aggression you see how much it changes for indiana i mean again trace doesn't have those 19 points in the second half without xavier showing up um without the effort that he shows um so he really the team sort of obviously the team goes as trace goes for the most part but that second factor is having that stability and that strength at that point guard position and for Xavier to show up like this in the biggest game of the season at this point was a huge testament to him and just nothing but credit to him and the coaching staff for getting him to go out there play the way that he played and really just really just ran the show. I mean the the kid the kid just knows how to run
0: the show. His uh pick and roll game with Trace has been become unguardable at times with some of the lobs that Xavier throws they are perfectly placed. Trace can show off his athleticism and get them. There were a couple of them in the second half. Juwan Howard said that they prepared for the, that pick and roll and the Hoosiers still scored on it multiple times, especially during that run in the second half. So Xavier has come a long, long way. Um, there were various points in the season where um he had frustrated everybody at some point this year, but Indiana is not where it is right now. Just big picture, without Xavier Johnson, and they certainly, certainly do not win this game without Xavier Johnson. Did did a bit of everything you mentioned. I really did like. Um, it was a it was a cheap foul for his third foul. Just a little hand check. Uh, but he immediately waves off the bench, tells them I'm staying in, and what's entrusted him, like you said, and he didn't pick up another foul the rest of the game and played with that aggression, played with that um, kind of determination and energy that was a spark for so much of what Indiana did. He played the final 14 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, Those two were... That was a special performance from both of them. We'll talk a couple other um, Hoosiers and a lo- the lineup that really turned the game. We have a game today as well, <laughs> too, that we have to preview uh, the Illinois game and talk a little bit about whether IU is in the tournament or not. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Uh, we mentioned yesterday the Hoosiers were a three-point underdog uh, last I saw. So if you if you had confidence in Indiana, you, uh, you sweated that one out, but you come away victorious. They are a four-point underdog against Illinois uh, today. But BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Probably not a coincidence that Trey Galloway returns to the lineup and Indiana looks as it does. Uh, He was limited in how much he could play, though he still played 28 minutes. Um, 17 of those come in the second half. I'm assuming you don't think it's a coincidence that IU plays like this when Trey Galloway returns either. No,
1: uh, it's, it's most certainly not. Uh, It's, it's, it's crazy how, again, we are not one of the best teams in the country. The whole world knows this. No Indiana fan is delusional enough to tell you that we're one of the top teams in the country. Um, so when you're not one of those top teams in the country, you need contributors to come from anywhere and everywhere. Um, so to have a guy like that who can come in, make an impact, not necessarily putting up you know 15 points, 12 points and a half, not necessarily putting up gaudy numbers, but guys who are going to give you that effort, give you that, give, do everything that's not in the box score, um, be those sort of supplemental, complementary players, if you will. Um, it, it's just so key to be able to have that. And again, it's not a coincidence. It, you know, it, it's just it's not a coincidence that he comes in and the game suddenly starts to get flipped on its head. Um You know, some people will talk about Michigan letting up a little bit, but it was really this Indiana fivesome that came out and just really put their foot on the gas and they never took it off. And that's just a huge credit that, you know, someone can come in, uh, like Trey Galloway, who's been in and out of the lineup. He's been healthy. He's been not healthy. He's been all over the board a little bit um, to come in and be ready for the big moment. And that's just, that's a huge testament to him that he was able to do that. And just be ready to come in and again play the last seven. He played the last 17 minutes, correct?
0: It wasn't the last 17. He just played 17 of the 20 minutes. Right. But he's
1: not used to playing. You know, he's obviously on track for 34 minutes a game. That's not something that a player like him would be used to. Um, So for him to be able to do that and come out with that, you know, with that stamina, being ready for that second half and being ready to be called upon is just it's incredible. I can't, I can't speak highly enough of him for, for being ready. And, you know, not everyone does that. Not everyone would do that. I mean, how many Indiana bench players have come in and just made no impact or how many times even back in the day when we needed like a, a big, I I like the guy, but a big Robert Johnson performance. And occasionally he would just not be ready. We wouldn't show up, you know, how many times did you have that sort of sixth man, seventh man, eighth man, just come in and not make an impact. So just incredible. I'm just really happy, man.
0: <laughs> I was wrong. He played the last 17 minutes, checked in at the 1640 mark and wow. did not come out um, fresh off injury, a groin injury, no less. Plays the last 17 minutes of the game. Uh, I think the best way to summarize his impact is his second half and the plus minus stats this game were wild. Second half, he is plus twenty, despite not scoring. He only took two field goal attempts. He only he had a rebound and assist, a turnover and two steals, and was plus twenty. He had moments where he looked rusty. Had the he had that turnover, just kind of dribbled the ball out of bounds. He missed the layup after the steal, a wide open layup. Um, he looked a little rusty at times, but he plays with a level of energy that just brings up everybody else. And when uh, IU was rolling as it was in that second half. Um, he He's humming along with him. The pass he made to Trace for that uh, layup was absurd. The best pass Trace had all season, uh, and he was as vital as anyone. The lineup that more or less closed the game was Xavier, Trey Galloway, Trace, and then Miller Cop and Jordan Geronimo. Uh, was huge in this one. Rob Finnessy kind of came in and out for a couple different guys at times to add some defense, and he had a big and one as well. But Jordan Geronimo played 12 uh, of the 20 second half minutes. He played 20 minutes in total. Uh, it wasn't Ray Thompson's best night. Uh, he only played eight minutes in the second half. He was a team worse, minus 16, whereas Jordan Geronimo was a team best plus 21. So, um, pushing the right buttons, Mike Woodson did, and found the lineup, or the six men, I guess, ultimately, that worked. Um, And he rode rode with them. And uh, a testament to the the team for answering the bell. Uh, They waited until the last possible second, but they eventually flipped the switch. Uh, And the result, uh, if you had to guess today, Right now, as we record this Thursday evening, is IU in the tournament? Yes.
1: Uh, yes.
0: I, could, ala- I could elaborate
1: on that, but I don't want to because I just want to be in the moment and be happy and say yes.
0: Yeah, it's great. It feels great. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit. I've been on Locked on Big Ten. If you guys haven't uh, subscribed to that as well, I've appeared on there a couple times this week. Wake Forest and Xavier losing on Wednesday helped out the Hoosiers immensely to the point that even coming into this game, I thought if Indiana wins that they're probably in. And generally speaking, most of the bracketology or the in all the brackets out there have the Hoosiers moving into the last four in. Joe Lenardi, obviously the most famous among them. Uh, He has Indiana as the last team in. He still has Wake Forest and Xavier above them. I don't really care what spot that they get in. Uh, If Indiana's in, I'm excited. And right now, it certainly feels like Indiana is in. There's a couple teams uh, that could potentially change things. It doesn't seem like there's knock on wood going to be as many bid thieves or anything. Uh, You need to be rooting against all of them because Indiana cannot afford for bid thieves. Um, but right now, I, I think Indiana is in. Uh, the way Indiana won against a fellow bubble team always seems to carry a little bit more weight. Uh, this one feels like it kind of solidified their record a bit. Um, but the, like I said, the way they did it, everybody's going to see that. The, the way they played the first 27 minutes, they were not a tournament team. The way they played the last 13 minutes, they're absolutely a tournament team. So hopefully it averages out to the Hoosiers being in this field. We have barely even mentioned the fact uh, we are 30 minutes into this podcast. There is a game today, and I, I don't want to take any weight away from it. I'm not crazy optimistic about this one, um, but this Michigan game just feels so wild And such a big win that we haven't even talked about the fact that Indiana plays Illinois at 1130 today. Uh, It'll be, I believe, on the Big Ten network again. Um, The number one defense in the Big Ten against the number two defense in the Big Ten. It did not go well for Indiana last time they played. Do you have any hope that it'll go differently? I don't time? think it
1: matters because we're clearly winning the national title regardless of what happens. So. <laughs> regardless of whether we beat Illinois or not, it really doesn't, it really doesn't matter as long as uh, – the only thing beating Illinois does is get, to, get us out of that 67-68 team in uh, and and just makes us feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but, yeah, we're winning the national title anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 to, to, give you, to give you an honest answer, uh, I, I don't expect it to go too well. I think they just just keep it competitive. Don't get blown out. Um, you know, don't. And I don't think Mike Woodson will let them. I, I don't think he'll. Yeah, you know, I, I think he'll have them ready to play tomorrow. Um, whether they play the whole forty minutes or whether they decide to play seventeen or so minutes, like they did today. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as you keep it close, you keep it competitive. Don't look like a team that doesn't belong um, because whether or not that matters is irrelevant. Uh, but losing a good game, losing a competitive game, you feel better going into the tournament should they be in, obviously. And, and if you get blown out, it's to be a sour taste in everyone's mouths. You know, yeah. the last memory you you don't want the last memory before selection sunday to be a bad loss uh to be a, a really bad loss yeah. so uh i think you know i think they'll be more competitive than uh than maybe some people give them credit for um especially and look i don't blame people for not giving them too much credit given the team that we saw for about 23 24 minutes today um but I I think they keep it competitive. I think Illinois does come out with a win, but I think Indiana is going to surprise some people and really just stamp their authority on that, uh, on that last four to last eight in.
0: I think the biggest thing I'm going to be watching for today is, uh, Indiana or excuse me, Illinois has obviously not played a game and Indiana has, and covering the women's tournament that, that made a difference in those games. Uh, The teams that had played the day prior typically came out strong out of the gate. So Indiana can't afford a slow start that it has often had and that it had against Michigan. That wasn't a slow start. That was a slow two-thirds of the game. But um, if Indiana can come out, can throw the first punch, and get Illinois rocked a little bit, they're going to make this a game. And it's going to be a game throughout, and that leaves a good impression with The committee. And um, as you said, if you can keep it competitive and you can not get blown out, not get embarrassed, anything like that, then I think they're pretty much a, I won't say a lock. They're pretty certain. uh, There's a pretty big certainty that they would be in the tournament, but um, I'm not crazy optimistic about this one based largely off how the last game played out. But the last Michigan game was a blowout as well. And Hoosiers redeem that one, so maybe it's a redemption tour, uh, and the Hoosiers are just going to run away to the Big Ten title. I don't know. Maybe the Big Ten cur- or Big Ten tournament curse is broken after what the women's team did as well. I guess today will be the deciding factor. But uh, we will be back on Monday on the podcast feed with a recap of everything that went down. There's a potential we might do an episode. If they beat Illinois, I will probably do a post-game episode on Friday. Um, follow the Twitter our Twitter account, at LO underscore Hoosiers. I will keep everyone updated there. But most likely, we will be back on Monday to recap what went down and hopefully talk about the Indiana Hoosiers being in the NCAA tournament. Until then, guys, thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NFL Draft. Uh, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Thanks for all the love, guys. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Go Hoosiers and L.E.O. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked
1: On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.